Adam's going to need a helper. This word helper, when you go throughout the Old Testament, it describes God helping Israel. Helper is not a less than. It's not like well, if president and vice president. That's not helper. God is not vice president to Israel. Israel needs help and someone with experience and qualification who is adequate comes along and allows Israel to be who they're going to be. That's what Adam needs. gadgets are going to make sure they're all turned off. I don't know how to even turn my watch off since the update. Oh, that's how you do it. All right. This is a good one. Women in ministry. Being that I have a daughter that's called to preach, um, she's been uh, actually coming to me saying, dad, I, I need you to talk to me about this. I got friends of mine that are saying, you know, it's unbiblical and all that. So, uh, being that I got a daughter that's asking me questions, got a call to preach, it's probably a good idea that I teach on this. So um, if you have your Bibles, crack it open to Genesis chapter one and uh, let's let's get into it. It's going to be a I think I got it divided up. I want to do a three a three part deal. I think I can cover it just a, in a three part thing. And, and here's what I end up doing. I end up giving you things to study. Um, give you a cover, kind of, kind of an overview, a covering over it, and then you can go and, and, and look at it yourself. So, um, but I want to give you a point you in the right direction and there's no better place to start than in Genesis chapter one. So, uh, it's good to be home by the way. It's been, uh, it's been a while. I'm, I'm really looking forward to December. Get to be home the whole month. Going to do a ton of recording. Excited about that. And then I leave in January and I don't think I come back. I mean, I might fly in here and there, but pretty much gone for like four months. It's going to be crazy. Uh, my wife's going to be, um, you know, traveling with me to an extent uh, here and there. And I am going to be home some, but not like, you know, for any length of time. Anyway, a little preview. So, uh, uh, I'm excited about being home and doing some recording, some things that I've been wanting to do. All right, let's get into this. Um, Genesis chapter one, women in ministry. And the reason we're looking out of Genesis chapter one is because uh, it's it's just the beginning. There's some there's some key things that are going on in in this first uh, really three chapters, but specifically the first two chapters regarding um, not just the creation of a male and a female, but mankind as a unit. That's like really important. There's terminology. There, there's a there's a there's a creation that uh, that 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 takes place on the sixth day um, of a of a species of a of a category of creation that God has never done before. Not with the angels. Not with anything. Not not with anything. This has been totally unique. Uh, totally uh, unique. And and you know when you're when you're looking at it in Scripture, 
It's super significant because um, we're heirs to the throne. It's like God, cre- God wanted kids. <laughs> so he's created us with a capacity for relationship that's just utterly unique. So you find this, you know, really in, in the first chapter, obviously, and God does all this creation, even up to the sixth day. And then he comes down to verse 26. So if you have your Bibles, you want to look at this. And if you're online, you can just listen and go back. But you, I, I would encourage you to go back and look at it. You know, if you're just listening in your car or something or uh, watching online without a Bible, there's language that's used here that's really important beginning in verse 26. And so verse 26 reads like this. Then God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. So we covered this in another video. I covered this in um, um, what was it? Uh, the heavenly realm stuff, the um uh, the whole origin of of why uh, I know what it was. It was why Lucifer was in the garden, and it was in Ezekiel chapter twenty eight, towards the toward the middle of that chapter, and uh, or was it in Isaiah? It was in Isaiah. It was it was in the one on Isaiah, and it was when when Lucifer began to um, you know covet. Uh, over, begin to really cover it, what Adam and Eve walked in, the authority that they had. So you can go back and look at that. We dealt with that there. But this image and likeness language is unique to mankind. Um, but I want to focus on the word, let us make man. Now that word man, let me, I might have to pull this off airplane mode just for a second. Hope no one, no one calls. But this word man, if I remember here is singular. And it is. And, but as this word is used in the singular, it's not talking about, and we'll get to this down in verse 27, but it's not talking about like a man, like a human male, like you're talking about like Adam. Okay. And that is actually the word Adam, but it's mankind. It's the, it, it's this unique kind of creation. So he's, he's, he, he's doing this unique thing that he's never done before God and, and creating this, this, what do you what do you call it? It's a, not just a species; it's a kind of creation that's unique in his own image and likeness, and that's that's for both woman and man. Now, this is the word man, but it's mankind, and in mankind, there's two. Now he um, he uh, elaborates on that on verse twenty seven. But before we get to verse twenty seven, notice he says, "Let us make man this kind of creation in his image and likeness, and let them." Notice it says, let them. So he's not just talking about, you know, the man. He's talking about male and female. Let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth and all the creatures that move along the ground. So God made mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So again, you have to take everything in context. One of the problems we get into in scripture is when we take things out of context. You can make it say whatever you want it to say. And I, I, I'm writing about this actually in, in a book that I'm writing. It was the first time I ran across Matthew uh, 6.33. And in Matthew 6.33, you know, he says, um, you know, uh, you can just, God will provide all things, you know, and it's it's not. It's seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you as well. And I, when I first read that, I think I understood it as all things, will be added to you as well. But it's not. It's all these things, the specific things in the passage. So the context, the context of that passage is really significant. It's not just seek God and anything you want is yours. That's not what he's saying in the passage. He's, you know, because you have to look at it in context. 
the same here. Verses 26 and verse 27 has context for mankind that is both male and female. And get this, both male and female ruled over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth and over all the creatures that move along the crown. And then verse 28, he goes on, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful, increase in number. Adam can't be fruitful and increase in number by himself. <laughs> so see what the picture I'm painting for you is really the picture that Genesis chapter one is painting for you is that the mandates that were given Adam were also given Eve. And when we get this picture sometimes by this whole group out there, and I don't think they're chauvinist. I don't think they're like hating on women, but there's kind of male dominated, you know, ministry is only for men kind of group out there. They, they don't consider this, like, this is really important. Like there's the mandates given, given here in chapter one are for male and female. Uh, it's, it, that's the whole context. It's the, these, these commands or, and, and really what's going on in verses 26 down through really verse 31 here, the end of the chapter, it's God talking among himself, father, son, and Holy spirit. I mean, in verse 26, this is let us make man in our own image. So, so God is talking like the, the Trinity is considering, Hey, let's make, let's make mankind. Let's make them male and female. And this is the authority that they're going to have. This is, they're going to rule. They're going to be fruitful and multiply. All of that language is together. You can't separate it and say, well, over here, he's talking about Adam and over here, he's just talking about Adam and Eve. That's not true. It's not true that the terminology is consistent. The context is consistent. This is mankind and mankind is made up of both male and female. And both of them are given the same charge. Okay. It's equality to the extreme. There's no, there's no deviation in terms of authority. It's not like man is here and woman was created here. That's just not what's going on in the text. So verse 28 again reads, God blessed them and said, be fruitful, increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Adam and Eve together were to fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea. See how he just continues to go on? There's no break. He's not like, all right, and Eve, by the way, while you're inside, Adam, here's what I want you to do. That's not what he's saying. He just goes on, rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over the uh, every living creature that moves along the ground. And then he goes on, I give you. And by the way, in verse 29, the word you is plural. It's plural in the Hebrew. So he's not like I'm giving you, Adam. He says, I'm giving you as a couple, every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth. Every tree that has fruit with seed in it is yours. They will be yours. That's also plural for food. And then he goes on down through the end of um, the chapter. So I'm trying to give you this picture that when God makes mankind, Genesis chapter one, verses 26 through 31, there's mandates, there's privileges, there's authority that is given to both of them. Not just Adam, not just the man, not just the male. It's male and female. That's what's clarified in verse 27. Now, when you go down into verse or into chapter two, and this is where it gets really good. Um, and this is, by the way, this goes on in scripture a lot. What God will do is God will give kind of like an overarching overview statement, and then he'll come back and tell it again in more detail. We're getting to this. We'll get to this. You'll, you'll hear this when we get into our eschatology in Revelation. Um, chapters six through 11 are kind of an overview. And then he goes through the exact same thing again in chapters 12 through 20, and that's in greater detail. 
Okay, that's that's consistent throughout Scripture. You know, people's like, well, hold on. In Revelation, it's they, they say the same thing back to back. Yeah, I mean, Genesis chapter one. I mean, it's all over the place, and especially in the Old Testament, um, there's 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 you know, kind of a writing style. That's how that's in, in the prophets. You have it over and over and over and over. Uh, it takes place. So in chapter two, we what we've heard in chapter one, basically what I'm saying is what we heard in chapter one, verses 26 to 31, this kind of overarching statement that God creates mankind, male and female, and they have tremendous authority. They have privilege. They're, they're in the image and likeness of God. They're going to rule all of this as one. Okay. So that's kind of given in, in, a, in an overview statement. When you come into chapter two, he gives you the play by play. It's kind of neat. So in verses one through three, he tells us the heavens and earth were completed. That's verse one. Okay. So it's all done. The seventh day, God finished his work. He's at rest. Okay. So creation's taken place and, and he's, and, and then he goes into verse four. And so, you know, chapter one's done. And then he goes, let me go back and, and it's all done. Let me give you an, an insight after it's all been completed. It's all good. It was all wonder, wonderful. At the end of every day, God's like, I killed it. Boy, this is so good. He saw that it was good. That's kind of the statement that he makes. So he goes back and he takes this man that he's created. So it's, it's at some point in the middle of all that creation, he's lo- it's all completed. He's looking back in it and he's recounting the thought process that he had with the emergence of a female. This is so neat. So he makes Adam. And here's what it says when, in verse four. This is the account of the heavens of the earth when they were created. When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens and no shrub of the field had yet appeared on the earth and no plant of the field had yet sprung up. This is interesting for the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth and there was no man to work the ground. So this was in the creation process before man comes along. You've got all this stuff. Then he goes on in verse six, his streams came up, watered the earth. But in verse seven, the Lord God forms this man from the dust of the ground and breathed in his nostrils, the breath of life and he became a living being. So you've got the earth, no shrub had come up. There's, it's not just no rain had been sent, but there's no man to work the ground. And this is an eternity. This is pre-fall. Like there's, there's roles, there's functions to labor alongside of God. I can't wait to get into the whole uh, thing we're going to get into later with the co-laborers that Paul mentions in about every single letter that he writes. Um, but there's this partnership from the beginning that God dreamed with his, with his kids. Like we're heirs to the throne as children of God. We were created to participate in the family business, which is the kingdom of God ruling over the earth. I mean, it's good stuff. This is the picture of that. So he comes down and, and he takes man, he puts him in the garden. He's created him. And, and then verse eight down through verse 17 is basically he's put in the garden. Um, you got all this description of the rivers that flow in and, and, you know, Hey, he, he points out to Adam, uh, this is the tree that's good. Don't eat of this one. That whole commandment, all of that was given. And we'll come back to this in a second, but then you come down to verse 18 and this is profound. In verse 18, the Lord God says, <laughs> okay, this is what God says. This is not commentary from Moses who's writing this. God says, it is not good for man to be alone. You understand after each day of creation, God, God said, this is good. I killed it. 
He puts man in the garden. You kind of get like this overview and then God opens up and you get to see the play by play. And he, he creates mankind and he's looking at Adam in the garden. He's giving him the commands. Don't eat from this one. Hey, you know, do you're good with this one. Take care of the animals, all this stuff. You know, he's unleashing him on the earth to work the ground. I mean, he's just, you know, partnering and he begins to look at Adam and he's like, this ain't good. Out of all the good things that he's done, he's like, this is not good. Adam needs community. He needs someone to argue with. He needs someone to fight over the covers. I don't know if that's what he was thinking, but that's, he needs community. And then he goes on in verse 19 and it says the Lord God. And it's interesting. Verses 19, he kind of, God kind of, it's almost like there's this thought process. God looks at everything that he's created, all the animals, all the physical stuff. I would even contend, especially what we know from Matthew 18, that we have guardian angels and we'll get into that. Um, and angels are ministering spirits sent to serve. That wasn't a, that wasn't a new thing. That's, that's an old thing. So it was going on even here. Um, there's nothing in heaven on earth. There was no helper suitable. Like hear this. When God created Adam, he created him like perfect. God did not. The reason it wasn't good for man to be alone. Wasn't because God created Adam like broken or like, Oh, well, I kind of goofed up here. It needed a little bit more time to dry or something like that. He's not saying that. It's just, so there's nothing deficient in Adam. He's, he, in fact, Adam is the pinnacle of all of God's creation to such an extent that nothing that God has ever created before can help him. He's, he's not able to be helped. There's no helpful, helper suitable. That's the language. There's anybody that God would, in other words, Adam is going to need a helper. Now, what's interesting with this word helper, when you go throughout the Old Testament, half the time it's used, it's, it describes God helping Israel. So it's, it's not a deficient term. Helper is not a less than it's not like, well, if president and vice president, that's not helper. God is not vice president to Israel. It, it's almost like Israel obviously needs help and someone with experience and qualification who is adequate comes along and allows Israel to be who they're going to be. That's what Adam needs. Adam needs someone of equality. You, in other words, you can't, this is big. You can't take chapter two outside of chapter one. Cause I, again, we know about Eve coming. She's equal. All the language in chapter one was equal. She's going to rule. I mean, she's created in the image and likeness of God. There's like, she's not less than. So when you come into chapter two and you get the inside, the helper idea is not less than we've talked about it that way. I have it. I, I mean, but scholars, theologians talk about women as they're less than. I don't know where that's so anti-Genesis 1 and 2. That's just anti-Genesis 1 and 2. That's just, I mean, read it. <laughs> I didn't write this. Read it. You can do the word studies. Helper is 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 not a less than term. So God in verse, verse 18 says, dude, it's not good for Adam to be alone. He needs community and he needs community with someone who's equal to him, as we saw in chapter 1. This is just the explanation of that. So he came down and in verse 21, God causes the man to fall into a deep sleep, takes out the rib. I'd like to go into that sometime, but we won't now. The rib literally means side. If you look that word up throughout all the Old Testament, it's translated. the like uh, Maybe rib is the only time it's translated rib, I think. Uh, most of the time it's just side. And, and most of the time it's like a side room or side of the building or, you know, that kind of a thing. Uh, you know, Ezekiel laid on his side, that kind of a deal. But God opens up his side and he, it's so neat. I mean, we can't go into this probably in this time frame, but he, he basically, Eve, 
Eve consists of what was formerly Adam. And we've talked about this in our gender and same-sex uh, rebuttal marriage thing, you know, relationship homosexuality and our rebuttal of that, that that's not a biblical idea. It's not, cannot be Christian. That's not how God designed it. Because Adam was created out of the dust of the earth. Eve was created out of Adam. It is not like, you know, two people were created out of the dust of the earth and then, you know, they go together and, okay, I can see you can grab another. No, that's not how that worked. Eve was taken out of Adam and man and woman who physically are different, okay, penis, vagina, you have different biological parts, you have a con completely different makeup, and they come back together to be one. Adam was one person who became two. That's what male and female are. He took out of Adam and made Eve. She's not made out of the dust of the earth. Here, here's how it reads. The, man, the Lord God made a woman from the side he had taken out of the man. So whatever God took out of Adam, and he made a woman. And we don't have a lot of physical of what Adam looked like before that point. Was he bigger? <laughs> Did he wake up and he was like, man, I was seven foot. Now I'm like, you know, I, we, we don't know. But whatever it was, there, there was no addition. God took out, made Eve, and they come back together to be one. In fact, this is what Adam says when he wakes up from the surgery, if it was that. He says, this is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. In fact, she's going to be called woman, which means out of man. It's man still out of man, for she was taken out of man. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united with his wife, and the two will become one flesh. And the man, of, uh, a man and his wife were both naked and felt no shame. So when we're looking at the first video I wanted to cover is, you know, Adam and Eve, she was a helper that was taken out of Adam. So Adam was essentially divided in two. And, and what we see in the woman previously was Adam. He was this complete, he was not created deficient. He wasn't created lacking. He was perfect. God made him deficient. And it, he just, you know, he took out of him something that was a part of him, which made him perfect. And so God took that out. And now he's got, now he's not perfect. Now he's, he's, he's lacking. And the woman comes together and makes him whole. And the man comes together with the woman and makes her whole. That is, that is humanity. And I go into, if you, if you watch our videos on, on, on marriage and I think it's redeemed sexuality, that is, this is all pre-fall. So, you know, this whole deal and sexual intimacy and union is a pre-fall thing. Sex and children were not like after the fall, God's like, all right, go have kids. That was before that's in be fruitful and multiply. That's in chapter one, verse 26, right? That was like the first thing God made male and female. Hey you know, spread, uh, you know, fill the earth, you know, you know, put, put people out there. So, um, uh, multiply. So whatever language you want to use. So that, that kind of, this is all of this is, is, is language that's, that's used before sin comes on the earth. Man and woman were equal. Things change after the fall. So this is it. This is the last thing we'll cover. When you go into chapter three, after sin, um, you know, um, God, you know, talks to Adam and Eve about the consequences of their sin. And he says to the woman, um, your desire, well, the, her, her uh, child pains, 
will greatly increase, which means, you know, they're going to increase, which means there's pains before. That's interesting. But your desire will be for your husband. He'll rule over you. That's the result of sin. That's not how God created it. That's the result of sin that you're going to be exploited, that he's going to rule over you. He's bigger and stronger. He has a different lane. He's a different role. He, he looks different than you. He's, he's got different deals going on. We're going to cover that in the second video. Um, and he's going to, he's going to, uh, he's going to rule over you. In fact, he changes her name almost immediately. He calls her Eve and which is a kind of a functional term. Uh, you'll get down here. Adam named his wife in verse 20 of chapter three, Eve, because she would become the mother of all living things. And that's, I, that is, her name was not that before. She was out of Adam. She was bone of, bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. But now she's just a role to like, you know, produce children. That's where it began, uh, you know, as a result of sin. Satan used Eve as an avenue, as an object to get to Adam. So objectivity was, was introduced to a Adam by Satan. And uh, that's going to, that's the result of sin. So I wanted to cover in this first video that when God makes mankind, that when we're talking about women in ministry, God ordained, was the first one to ordain women in ministry when he created a woman and assigned her the same terminology in Adam's life that God had in Israel's life. She was equal. She was qualified to help. In chapter one, all the language of ruling, ministering, all of that. Now, the, we're going to find, as, as, as Paul elaborates on it in Titus, um, and then we're going to deal with some of the problematic passages in, in Timothy and a couple other places, that, um, you know, in, in Titus, especially, the roles look different. Men and women are different, okay? But equality is never the issue. And ministry is never the issue. So I hope that helps. That's so key. And uh, we did it in 25 minutes. So I think that's good. So um, uh, jump back on here and follow us when we go into video number two. It's going to be great. Thanks for joining us.